Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Welcome to Stuff You Should Know from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Josh Clark. With me, as always, is Charles W. Chuck Bryant, suffering from what looks like a headache. No, I just did that. Oh, okay. That was uh, method podcasting. I know. And I was falling for it on no. purpose. So, uh, what's your witty intro? Because this is a fan request. One of our oh, is it? super fan buddies. Yeah, Coop. Chuck. Oh, was it? Yeah. Does he have migraines? Cooper, uh... Well, we'll say his name, Aaron Cooper. He doesn't mind. No, oh, he's all over the place. He uh, has been asking for this podcast for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I finally wrote him today. I was like, Merry Christmas, jerk. Yeah, can you imagine having a migraine? That's bad enough. Having a migraine in Kansas is like a million <laughs> times worse. And having to listen to us make fun of it. Uh, Aaron requested this, and we. I just want to go ahead and say Aaron has the auras, which we'll get to. Uh-huh. He uh, has alternating sides that they occur on. Sounds pretty uh Been having them since he was a kid, and he has his triggers, food-based sometimes, mm-hmm. sugar, caffeine, water. And, that, and he has his treatment now, which is when he sees the aura, he knows it's coming. Mm-hmm. Two Excedrin uh, migraines, dark room, and na- water, and nap for like an hour and a half. And he says he's gotten way better at staving them off. Good. So that's... Koopa said I would feature you, so there. Now give me my money. There's the introduction. <laughs> Is it really? Oh, I'm glad you did that because I had none. Oh, okay, great. Yeah. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, Chuck. Yes. Uh, well, let's talk about migraines. It sounds like from what you just described, Cooper is sadly... Um, a pretty typical migraine sufferer in that you have to really pay attention to it yourself, mm-hmm. figure out what works for you, what triggers it, yeah. when it's coming, and basically treat yourself. Yeah. Because doctors don't really have much of an idea of what migraines are. Um, we know that they're not headaches because headaches are caused by vasoconstriction in the brain. Tightening of blood vessels, right? That is right, Chuck. Yes. Uh, they used to think that migraines were caused by vasodilation, which is the opening of blood vessels in the brain. Right. That's still a common factor in migraines, but that's not the only piece to the puzzle, right? Yeah. Um, like you said, uh, my, migraines typically focus on one side or the other. Uh-huh. Um, they seem to be passed down among families. Yeah, you're, uh, I think... If one of your parents had, had migraines, you're about 50% uh, more likely. And if both of your parents had them, you're 70% more likely to have You are 70% in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. These did you, are not your pretty. parents have them at all? Did they? No. Have you ever had one? No. You don't get them? No. And I seem to remember my mom or my dad saying that they had them, but it may have been a cluster headache. We'll get to those later. There's other then things. Then it was 10 times likelier that it was your dad that said that then. Because men are ten times more likely to get cluster headaches. Mm-hmm. But women are more likely to get migraines, right? Like uh, 18% of women get mm-hmm. migraines and 6% of men. That would make women three times more likely. Yeah. It, that's in America, at least. 12 to 24 Americans have migraines. 24 million. Right. <laughs> There's 100 homeless people worldwide. Correct. So uh, they can – and this, this is the general overview. They can last anywhere from a few minutes to the, some reports of uh, years – 
without stop, which... Can you imagine? No. Why would you be alive still? Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I can't imagine that. Yeah. Even an hour it would be horrible, but yeah. years, days, months, it's horrible. Yeah, I don't get headaches much at all, but when I do, I'm not a happy camper. No. Uh, loss of vision, vomiting, tremors, stroke-like symptoms... These yeah. are what migraines can do to you. Right. And um, that you hit upon something with that last one, the stroke conditions or stroke symptoms. Yeah. Um, the the migraine has been kind of, it's been taken out of the realm of headaches and has recently been reclassified as a neurobiological condition. Yeah, it's a big deal. And um, the stroke symptoms you talked about, some, some migraine, some t- a type of migraine um, sees sufferers suffer from... Um, these stroke-like symptoms, like they have cognitive impairment, like they can't recognize words right. all of a sudden. Numbness, like their arm will go numb. Yeah, um, they can't talk correctly. Yeah. Uh, and when that happens, there's a migraine coming, right? Yeah. There's our setup. Yes. Oh, also uh, triggers. That's a big one, too. Yeah, that's, there's, there's always a trigger, and they can. we'll talk about the triggers in detail, but they can vary. It, it's all according to the person. They're different for everybody. Right. So here's what we know so far is going on in the brain, right? Yes. Um, there's some sort of trigger, mm-hmm. right? And we'll talk about triggers, but th- let's say you, um, the example used is you didn't eat like you normally do. Yeah, you didn't get out for lunch at noon. Right. Um, and something in that lack of routine or change in routine sets off the nociceptors in the brain, pain receptors. Mm-hmm. The, the, remember? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, the nociceptors release chemicals called neuropeptides. Yeah. And neuropeptides are unique. They're neurotransmitters, which means that this is how one neuron communicates with another. Mm-hmm. So they create the electrochemical impulse that creates the language of the brain, yeah. right? You know a lot about this stuff now. I do. You're well-versed in the brain, my friend. Yeah. But the, and this is where it, um, relates to migraines, neuropeptides, these proteins, um, can be a neurotransmitter or they could be a neuromodulator. Right. And a neuromodulator can turn the volume up or down on the transmission of other neurotransmitters, right? In this case, these neuropeptides turn the volume way up mm-hmm. on the pain receptors in the brain. And so all of a sudden, you start to experience a headache like you've never had before in your entire life. Yeah, it basically makes these pain-sensing cells way more sensitive mm-hmm. than they ever would have been. Right. Um, the, the neuropeptides also, for some reason, relax blood vessels in the brain, which causes the vasodilation. Mm-hmm. Um, but they also think that this is what causes the auras. Oh, really? Yeah. Now, the auras, we, I don't even think we said what that is. It's like a, sort of a hallucinogenic visual thing that happens. Um, lights, lines, blurry things, and they will... Or tunnel vision is a tunnel really vision, common one. And they will proceed... It's a warning sign, like mm-hmm. migraines are coming. Yeah. Maybe 30 minutes, maybe a, a day, but it's a coming. Right. So that's what auras are. Right. Um, and they think that that comes from this vasodilation in the brain. Like basically your your brain's just doing something screwy because all of a sudden there's a lot more blood flow in it. Maybe something's getting pressed on, something's getting a lot more oxygen. It's overworking. Who knows? Well, they can also cause leakage, actual leakage. Right. Eventually they... And that makes the tissue around the brain swell in your skull. So you have a lot yeah. more oxygen. You have leaking blood vessels. Mm-hmm. You have uh, these auras. And you have in- this cascade of heightened pain reception yeah. in the brain. 
And there is your migraine, yeah, as far as we understand it now. This is the most recent thinking of what migraines are. I know. Some guy just told us this like 30 minutes 30 ago. 30 minutes ago. Hot off the presses. Yeah. Uh, and since we mentioned triggers, we should uh, talk about those for a second. They can depend on... Uh, it's not, they're not even the same for everyone, as Coop pointed out. They can be different things for him. Like sometimes he said caffeine will trigger it. Sometimes a lack of caffeine will trigger it. Right. It seems so thanks like a the, lot, the one, body. the one constant in migraines is that they, um, are, they are triggered by change. Yeah. 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 True. Do you like uh, that? Yeah. That's really good. Thanks. Um, so like food related, um, some say that caffeine, alcohol, mm-hmm. uh, cheese, gluten, nuts, soy, MSG, they can be triggers. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, smells, strong food, smells. Foods with strong smells like sauerkraut, onions. Cologne. You get on an elevator with somebody with really heavy perfume, you might Lots get of off cool water. with an aura happening. Yeah, and you're going to be like, curse you, Snoop Dogg. Right. <laughs> uh, they can be behavioral, like we said, if you don't get enough sleep or if you didn't eat on time or if you're stressed or maybe you just had sex. Or you're not having sex. Or you're not having sex. I can. That's a real bummer. Um, exercise, you exercise too hard or you don't exercise enough. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, you never can tell. That's what makes migraines such jerks. No. And this is, we should say like all of these are, are like the characteristics, the symptoms of all of the migraine sufferers in the world. Yeah, sure. For one person, it might be, uh, they might be, uh, no sex, anchovy, um, caffeine, Sufferer. <laughs> That's my Friday night, dude. Right? Yeah. <laughs> There's also hormones. Yeah, and that's why they think that women um, might have more than men because of hormonal <laughs> changes that women experience that men do not. Right. Uh, and there's a lot of correlative evidence. Thank you. Um, among up. That implicate hormones in, in, in migraines. Like um, migraines typically start after puberty. In women. Right. Mm-hmm. When the hormones really start kicking in. Yeah. Um, they are very, very rare in women after menopause mm-hmm. when hormones de- are depleted. They actually can come about again in postmenopausal women with hormone replacement therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, they can correlate with menstruation. Yep. And, and uh, when a woman becomes pregnant, has been pregnant, uh-huh. uh, the migraines often subside or just go away completely. Right. So there's something to that. Yeah, oh, yeah. There's a lot to it. The sad thing is, is we have no idea what it is. Right. You know, there's some poor schmo out there having a migraine right now. Yeah. And th- there's nothing anybody can do to help him right now. Well, maybe the, the dulcet tones of Josh Clark and his earbuds will uh, make that go away. You think? Maybe. <laughs> uh, because there are environmental factors that can make them happen, so maybe they can make them go away. I like, would think that the dulcet tones of my voice would yeah. cause a migraine. No, no, no. Like no. a flashing light. Like, remember the Nissan Pulsar? Yeah. Do you remember the brake light went beep, 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 Oh, yeah. Beep. They actually had to slow the pattern because people were having seizures, apparently. Really? That is probably an urban legend, but it's a good one <laughs> that I remember from the 80s. <laughs> That sounds very much like an urban legend. Uh, loud noises, um, strong smells, like we said, weather pattern, like rain. Yeah. Weather Rain's systems. a big one. Yeah. Um, either when it's about to come on or it's just changed, subsided. Right. Especially when it happens quickly, e.g. the summer. Right. Uh, the change in barometric pressure, I suspect, has a lot to do with that. Josh, what are the types of migraines? Well, Chuck, there is the classic migraine. We're going to start with the second first. Okay. There's the classic migraine. That is preceded by an aura of mm-hmm. some sort. Mm-hmm. The head pain comes on, 
and uh, you're in big trouble. Right. <laughs> right. There's also chronic migraines, which are arguably among the worst. That's These, more than 15 a month. Yeah, that's basically that's a, lot. It's a lot of class, a lot of classic migraines. Right. Right. Um, common migraines. This is uh, migraine pain with no aura. Yeah, no aura. Yeah, it's this is like a, a, a Burger King of of horrible headaches, isn't it? Like however you want it. Yeah, <laughs> but they did say that uh, the the common migraine, though, while you may not have an aura, there might be feelings of euphoria or cognitive problems signaling like here it's a coming. Right, which is so depressing if you think about it. You're like, <laughs> <awful>. man, I feel <laughs> great, and then you think, oh crap, here oh, comes nice. the migraine. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, there are, or, uh, I'm sorry, ocular migraines, which, uh, you get aura symptoms without the pain of the headache and they can just be like 30 minutes and they go away. So I don't understand if there's no pain involved and all you're getting is the hallucinogenic aura symptoms. Like what's the rub? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, imagine it's distracting, but right. And like it's, it's probably a little concerning. Like, you're like, am I losing my mind? Do I have a brain tumor? Yeah, that's true. I'd like to hear from someone that suffers from ocular migraines, actually. I want a better understanding of that firsthand. Um, abdominal migraines, common in children, pretty awful. It's like all of the symptoms of a migraine except for the head pain. So you have sensitivity to light, nausea, nausea vomiting, mm-hmm. um, screeching at anybody who tries to talk to you, that kind of thing. Uh, you know, the other thing Coop said is that he... Uh, very much used to experience, well, he still experiences the nausea, but he said that he has gained such control over his vomit reflex that he has not thrown up since 1984, since Ghostbusters, he said. Wow. Yeah. And he also referenced Seinfeld, of course. Cause, I was going to say, the yeah. black and white cookie. That's right. Uh, then there are cluster headaches, which we mentioned, that men get uh, more often, and they are not migraines. But they say they may be the most painful headache of all. Well, you remember in Donnie Darko where uh, Drew Barrymore tells everybody there's some linguist who said that cellar door is uh-huh. the most beautiful yeah. phrase in the English language? Cluster headaches, those two <laughs> words. It's the worst. They evoke, do you know what gr- a grape shot cannonball is? What it looks like? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I see one of those, but they're white and squishy balls that are connected <laughs> together almost like tumors, but they're real circular. They're spherical, <laughs> right? What are you talking about? Uh, and they start to like kind of drip and fall off, but they're constantly replaced. That's what comes into my mind's eye <sighs> when I hear the word, the, the term cluster headache. Jeez. Well, it sounds like it's that bad because it's a sudden explosion of pain uh, after you've gone to sleep. Mm-hmm. Like you'll be asleep and you'll wake up with this happening very quickly and it's usually behind one of your eyeballs. Mm-hmm. I think that's what my dad used to have because he used to talk about it's right here and he'd point at his eye. <laughs> and I would just laugh and say, Dad, you're so funny. Give uh, me some money. So, uh, <laughs> I'm getting that one in one way or another. The reason they call them cluster headaches, Josh, <laughs> is because they occur a bunch of times over the course of a couple of weeks. Then they'll go away. Right. Like for a year, maybe. But then they'll come back. In clusters. In clusters. Over several weeks or whatever. And then go ahead with the thunderclap headache because I've never heard of that. Uh, thunderclap headaches are um, very sudden, very severe. They're pretty much cluster headaches except they don't follow the same pattern. They just kind of come and go. They don't seem to follow any kind of pattern really. Yeah, and it's like it, they're shorter. Right. But um, if you get a thunderclap headache, you may have blood pooling in your brain and yeah. you need to go see a doctor. 
Yeah, that's it's a pretty good sign that there's something very wrong with your brain. Yes. Um, and we should say cluster headaches and thunderclap headaches don't tend to occur in families, whereas Not migraines really. do. Oh, look at you. So uh, how do you know? How do you get diagnosed with this? Basically, you go in and say, I think I have a brain tumor, and the doctor starts running tests on you using MRIs, CAT scans, spinal taps. So they um, rule everything else out. Everything else is ruled out, and they go, I think you might have migraines. Right. But since we can't really explain migraines, we I can't say for certain. Spinal tap. You ever had one of those? No. Well, there's no reason that you should have. Have you? No, of course not. Okay. I, I, well, not of course not. People have them, but I just, you know, you always laugh at Spinal Tap because the band and the, the movie, but right. you don't think about a needle going into your spine. It's what they're doing. They're tapping your spine like you right. tap a maple tree for syrup. And it's a big, it's a big, long, like pretty heavy gauge oh, I'm sure. needle. It's not like a tiny one. It's big. I'd need more than a local anesthetic for that, my friend. Knock me out completely. I don't know that they can because I think you have to be um, cognizant and aware and in control of your body so you don't move. Wow. No, thank you. Uh, Some weird symptoms. We talked about nausea and vomiting and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can also fart a lot. I saw that. Flatulence, (laughs) right? Problem flatulence. You can urinate a lot. (laughs) You can be really thirsty. You can smell weird things that aren't there. Uh, you can think that your appendages have grown in size. Mm-hmm. Like my arm has grown. If they actually have, it's probably just overeating. If your arm grows? <laughs> if your appendages grow in size. Uh, food cravings, temporary blindness, no fun. No. This is what Coop suffers from. Poor guy. And he still takes the time to do all those... Photoshop uh, jobs of us. Guy. He does. He did a really good job with the Step Brothers one. I mean, did you look at the detail in it? They're all really good. Yeah, and that was the peak. Yeah. So, you got a migraine, Josh. What do you do? Well, uh, again, people people seem to treat themselves or tend to treat themselves. They figure out what their triggers are, so they become very aware. Yeah. If, if you're a um, chocolate Sitar uh, <laughs> shouldn't exercise, right? If that's you, that's my Friday night. You're gonna you're gonna stay away from exercise. Uh-huh. You're going to stay away from sitar music. Pretty easy. And you're gonna not eat chocolate, which sucks, but yeah, that's what you're gonna do. And so you're going to prevent it. Right. And you there's acute treatment. And there's preventative treatment. So you can prevent it um, by paying attention to what triggers these things. Right. Paying attention to, um, like, if you get an aura, yeah, then your acute treatment kicks in. Maybe you are going to treat yourself acutely even before an aura kicks in. If if you've exposed yourself to one of your triggers, sure. Um, and then if you if you do get the idea that you're going to have a migraine, you can often treat them like Coop said, with you know a couple of Excedrin migraines, which are really just um, NSAIDs. Yeah, right. Tylenol, Advil, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs. Right, and that's going to keep your brain from vasodilating, supposedly. Yeah, and with Excedrin, we should say that they specifically made the migraine uh, pill, and it's a combination of aspirin, acetaminophen, and caffeine, which migraine people said 
that works for me. Oh, totally. So they said, all right, if, we'll if sell it to you. you take these before head pain comes on. Yes. Once your head pain comes on, you need something stronger called sumatriptan. Yeah. Sumatriptan, which is also called Imitrex. Remember the Imitrex ads with the semi coming at you? Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, apparently this stuff works after your head has started exploding. Yeah, and um, it works pretty well from what most people say, right? Right. Um, I think also it's one of those things where it either works for you or it doesn't. Oh, I guess if it works really well, you're going to go all over the internet and say how great it is. Right. Um, but I think it can not work in people. But if you have nausea, if you have vomiting, right. fortunately for you, there is uh, Sumatriptan. I hope that's how you say it. Yeah. Um, nasal sprays. Yeah. So you can't puke that back up. Nope. There's also injections. If you go to the hospital with a the migraine, they're probably going to give you an injection of that. But as the author says in this article, you can get your very own <laughs> yeah. Imitrex injection. Yeah, give kit. yourself a shot. Yeah. Uh, preventative, they found that, uh, and this is always so weird with me for prescription drugs, when they find the off-label use, they're mm-hmm. like, well, your blood pressure meds are stopping your migraines. That's cool. And there's a whole host of these antidepressants. Yeah. Uh, like I said, blood pressure medication. Uh, um, antihistamine, uh, ciproheptadine. Cholesterol drugs, cardiovascular, calcium channel blockers. They right. can all help with migraines. With channel blockers, I wonder if that has to do with this, if it slows down the transmission of neurotransmitters because they, they go through ion channels. That's where it, the, oh, yeah. the actual molecules go through. I bet you're right. Um, so I wonder if that has something to do with it. And then obviously with like a blood pressure medicine that's going to keep sure. vasodilation from occurring. Yeah. Um, and then serotonin. They figured out that, like you said, antidepressants and other drugs that act on serotonin regulation or production uh, have been shown to alleviate migraines or keep migraines from coming right. on, right? Mm-hmm. So serotonin has something to do with it. Serotonin, hormones, yeah. anchovies. The crazy brain. Sitar music. Uh, Botox. Supposedly. Well, they just found that one of the, the weird side effects reported was that l- fewer migraines and fewer headaches, but no one should go out and get Botox to relieve their migraines. We're not saying that. It's just a, we call that a sidebar. We do. Uh, and what about what Emily likes to call hokey pokey treatments and what other people call alternative medicine? Well, the one that jumped out at me is Butterbur. Yeah, I'd never heard of that. I hadn't either, but it's an herbal supplement. The problem is, is, um, it may contain cancer causing compounds. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, no more migraines or early death from cancer. Yeah. I don't know. Riboflavin? Eat your broccoli? Uh, coenzyme Q10 supplements. CoQ10. Oh, you know about CoQ10? Sure. Uh, Feverfew. It's an herbal supplement that uh, apparently helps. It's an anti-inflammatory. Yeah. And then there are different things uh, you can do, like uh, massage, breathing techniques, yoga, acupuncture has been said to help some folks. If you're into this alternative thing. Well, I think whatever helps. Well, sure. You know? Well, Chuck, let's finish this. Let's bring this migraine to an end. With famous people? Yeah. So apparently there is a theory of the migraine personality. Yeah. That people who have migraines are more driven, more creative. Yeah. Uh, and then there's a lot of people who are driven and creative or were who had migraines like... <laughs> or um, were before migraines killed them. Right, exactly. Uh, Virginia Woolf, Cervantes, uh, Nietzsche, Elvis, yeah. Freud, Monet... 
Van Gogh. It's also possible that all these people just happen to have migraines and were creative sure. and famous, and there really isn't a migraine personality. You know uh, Percy Harvin? He's a Minnesota Vikings receiver. Yes. played for the Florida Gators. Yeah, yeah. I, I was like, why? I, I just have name. a visceral reaction <laughs> to that name. Yeah, he's a migraine sufferer, and he'll. Uh, I mean, it keeps him out of practice, out of games. He has to go basically home and seclude himself in a dark room. Apparently, they're really, really bad. Yeah. Despite the fact that he played for Florida, I don't want to. I don't want to wish that on anybody. Mm, maybe Tim Tebow. <laughs> maybe who's this Auburn coach? Gene Chizik. Yeah. 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 What about him? Let's wish some migraines on him. <laughs> you got anything else? I'm done. So, Coop, I hope, buddy, you have a, a good Christmas and that your migraines, uh, I hope we enlightened you some. He's probably like, nah. Yeah, I already knew all this. Yeah, thanks anyway. <laughs> this is what I've been waiting two years for. Well, how about this? Let's wish, let everybody just go and wish that the scientists will hurry up and cure migraines. Okay. <laughs> how about that? <laughs> If you want to learn more about migraines and see a picture of a brain getting hit by lightning, you can type that word in. Oh, we didn't talk about the word migraine. Check the etymology of the word migraine, I should say. Uh, it comes from two words. Hemicrania, half a brain. Remember, it only hits yeah, yeah. part of your brain at once. And another word, megrum, which is actually now another word for migraine. But well, yeah. megrum back in the 18th century meant basically a low feeling on a whim or what a, a delicate woman would experience, you know, when she, you know how women used to faint or they'd think women fainted a lot or whatever. This was associated with the, um, uh, migraines were associated with women. Ah. So, megrum, hemicrania, migraine. Gotcha. If you want to learn more about migraines and hemicrania and megrims and... Seagrams? Sure. <laughs> Type in either Seagrams or migraine <laughs> in the search bar at HowStuffWorks.com and that should bring up something interesting. It okay? should. Since I said handy search bar, it's time for a listener mail. Josh, this is about first kisses. We got a lot of great emails. I'm going to read one of them now because um, this is a nice message attached. Hi, guys including Jerry. I just listened to your podcast on kissing and made me think about my first kiss. I'm 27 years old, and my first kiss happened but two years ago, when I was 25. Growing up, I never dated, and sadly, not by my own choosing. I would admire the popular boys from afar and imagine what it would be like to kiss them. Uh, when Go ahead. Oh, okay. When high school came around, I had a lot of friends, but began feeling bad about myself because I never had a boyfriend. No one was interested in dating me. I was always the best friend who was just one of the guys. Wait, Chuck, I'm confused. Is this from a guy or a girl? It's from a girl. Oh, okay. Uh, I took a long time. Uh, it took a long time, but eventually I gained a tentative peace with just being single. Then one day, strings swelling. <laughs> then one day, I met Dylan. Awesome. We became friends. Six months later, a miracle happened. He actually was interested in me. And I was interested in him at the same time. Ta-da! We started dating. We had our first kiss, which quickly turned into a full-blown makeout. Wow. Which, you know, usually the first kiss does. He did it right. That's going from, you know, zero to 60 pretty fast. That's right. Uh, it was amazing and completely worth waiting for. We are still together, and the kisses are frequent. Uh, <laughs> all to say that I want to encourage... Here's where the good message comes in. All to say that I want to encourage anyone out there who feels like they are a late bloomer in life in the romance department. I believe there is a lid for every pot, 
And someday that person who was worth the wait will show up in your life. Uh, on a side note, when I first started listening to your podcast, I thought the woman at the beginning was saying from house to forks.com. <laughs> I was very confused how it related. That is from Leah in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, Earth. Leah, thank you very much for uh, writing in. Stay warm up there in Calgary this winter. I was a late bloomer. Not 25, but... Um, you're just ignoring that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you threw me off. I want to hear some late bloomer stories. No, there are none. I was just a late bloomer, and there are people bloom at different times. And That's I'm, what I'm, I'm still blooming, buddy. I want to hear late bloomer stories that don't necessarily have anything okay. to do with kissing. But if you bloomed lately in some realm, I want to hear about it. Do you want to hear about it? Absolutely. We want to hear some emails about it. Uh, you can wrap it up and send it to... Stuff Podcast at HowStuffWorks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. To learn more about the podcast, click on the podcast icon in the upper right corner of our homepage. The HowStuffWorks iPhone app has arrived. Download it today on iTunes. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you?